Well, everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 193 for the week of, fe- uh, what is it, September? I almost said February. September 17th, 2011. <laughs> Chris Privateer well with RP Gamer here, and I've got some other RP Gamers here, including John Yearworth. Yo. Uh, and another Brit, Alex Fuller. Hi there. And a guy who used to pretend to be a Brit, Roy Burnett. Hello, everyone. Broadcasting now, from Rome this week. Yeah, he's in Rome. Freaking wow. And then, finally, um, still still acknowledging British rule, uh, Anna Marie Newfeld. You realize that like, my grandmother was born in Britain and was raised by British nannies. Well, that's why you acknowledge British rule. Yeah, that's not exactly why, but cool story. <laughs> okay. Cool story, bro. I, I, I do think it's due to Anna's family. Don't let her don't let her confuse you. So welcome everybody. Welcome to a podcast that comes out after TGS where we learned some of the best news ever. That's right, everybody. Nino Cooney is coming to the US. Woo! Well, right. there's a little more than that. Nino Cooney's coming. That's all that matters. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Leave some feedback. Podcast.com. Bye. <laughs> Salt matters. You know, the funny thing was is that I found the Nintendo conference more entertaining, but I found that the Sony one announced more games, which confused me. Ah. What you saw them both, what did you think? Um the the Sony one was useless because they didn't show gameplay footage. But, uh, yeah, I think, think that's why they were able to announce more games in the same amount of time. Most of their game announcements was a slide just with names on it. So, I don't know. Whatever, though. It's, uh, it, this, Nino Kuni is coming out to the U.S., and here's the, here's the deal, people. Here's the deal, people. A- and the reason I'm leading off with this um, is, is early 2012. This is the PS3 version, and it's... It's it's awesome. It looks awesome. It looks great. It looks like the same awesome soundtrack. It's Joe Hisashi, and I'm very excited. But we've got we've got a show format to stick to. So Nino Kuni news aside, and as awesome as that is, and the only important thing that came out of TGS this year, in my opinion, uh, is <laughs> <laughs> the rest of that stuff doesn't matter until we get to the stuff that does. But <laughs> we've got we somebody gave us some feedback this week. Finally. So here we go. Hello, RBG Cast. Hacker Alias Shaman calling from New Zealand with a question for you. I recall that Dragon Quest IX was originally slated to be an action RPG before, before it became Dragon Quest IX. Is there a chance that there will be enough of a fan outcry to get Square Enix to give us a straight follow-up to 8 we've been wanting? I know, probably slim chance, but there's a chance, right? Thanks. That was Hacker Alias Shaman, spelled S-H-A-Y. So you don't pronounce it shaman. Uh, <laughs> asking us about Dragon it's Quest, Pokemon. Yes, whatever. <laughs> but asking us about Dragon Quest. So what's up with Dragon Quest? Are we gonna we ever gonna get a real sequel from Square Enix? I mean, last week we talked about the new ones, basically an MMORPG, though they're not calling it an MMORPG. Uh, maybe it's more like Fantasy Star Online. Who knows? But where's our straight up follow up to eight? We ever getting one? Or is that ridiculous to hope for? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Dragon Quest Apathy. Oh, 
You agree. Oh, that that line would have been so much better if Michael had been here. Mm -hmm. I asked him to come on and comment on Dragon Quest, and unfortunately had he had little children to take care of, so I don't know. Well, if Square I mean, Enix really the, wanted to make me happy, the, they could. The funny thing is, oh, sorry, go ahead. They could, if they really wanted to make me happy, they could put do a port of it to the uh, to the Vita. <laughs> Like they're doing with ten, that would really make me. Port of Dragon Quest to Vita. Yeah, of eight. Of eight to Vita. Okay. Hmm. Here's the thing: is I didn't finish seven or eight, but I have now finished like four and nine. So, <laughs> all the people who are like, I wanted to go back to seven and eight. I'm like, mm. shrug. Well, uh, I haven't heard anybody want it to be more like 7 ever, but uh, people certainly did enjoy 8. You know, 8 and 9 were both done by level 5, right? So, Yeah, but th they didn't feel the same. No, they were, they were not the same. Because uh, the only character you could count on being in your party in 9 was your main character. Whereas in uh, 10, it's a bit different. Or, in 8, me, in you eight, have... Breasts and Pothead. Yeah. And uh, Alstar. Or whatever, the sword guy. So, yeah, I, I really like the way 8 did, did it a lot better. I thought it made for a more fun story, having the multiple characters and lots of development and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the way I go. I, I lean towards 8. I don't think it's happening for two reasons. One... Uh, Square Enix right now doesn't seem to actually care about what we think. Uh, this is why, well, we'll get to the later. They're, they just announced an HD remake, and it's uh, not of the game that anybody was actually asking for. And no, this was the best troll-la-la-la-la ever. That was the best troll ever, yeah, I know. And then, and then... Uh, no, 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 because you need to explain why it was the best troll la la Because why? in the press conference, well, well, they no, said... Well, no, we haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. I said we'll talk about it later. Oh, Chill. But I want to talk about it now. No, we're talking Dragon Quest now. Here's the other thing with this but Dragon Quest. But is there anything thing. else to say? Yeah, it, the new one's not being done by level five, and yeah, so it's going to feel different we're, because of that. We talked about this last week. Yeah, but it, it's not being done by level five, and it's Square Enix not listening to to fans. Uh, I think it's going to be a while before we get a Dragon Quest that feels like eight again. It's going to be like the right alignment of the stars. So, well, I'll say I Square Enix have only. Is my mic on? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, Square, Square Enix of um, the uh, Dragon Quest X will be the first Dragon Quest that Square Enix does. I mean, all of the only involvement they've had in previously is just they've just published it. Um, it, I, it, I don't think it's really a case of um, it's not necessarily a case of Square Enix not listening to people, but someone probably should go and poke um, Yuji Hori in the head and ask him what he was thinking. But seriously, it's been two weeks since they announced it. Didn't it take them a lot longer for them to change their mind about the action RPG of 9? Why are we surprised no new information has come out? Yeah, I don't know. And if Level 5 originally wanted to do an action RPG, so even if it went to them for the next one again, who knows that they would do it like 8. So I would not hold your breath, Shaman. I'm sorry. Just don't hold your breath. The only thing you have to hope for is that 10 tanks horribly. And that people say, this is not what we want from Dragon Quest. Then you might see it go back to more traditional roots. 
and uh, in that case, you might have an op- might have a chance. But it could also go really far back to traditional roots and feel like you know four or three or two or one or something. Well, that's the one thing that's going to be interesting, though, is that it's you're actually going to have to hope for a situation like uh, what happened with Dragon Age Two, where um, it's a Dragon Quest game. So in Japan, it could be the crap piece, biggest piece ever made and it will still sell like hotcakes yeah that's true so what so what you're going to have to hope for is that it's a game that's while it's going to sell you're going to, have to hope for the fan that the fan backlash is credible like it was for dragon age 2 and and get the get the the bio get the developers essentially come on and say like okay we're not going to do a game like this again because the reaction was horrible well because it was lazy but are they even doing a dragon age 3 Yes. Oh, okay. Supposedly. Supposedly. It's already been confirmed. Yeah, that'll get oh, cancelled, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so... Does thou love me? Thou must. Yes. But thou must. Or else you're not playing the rest of this game. <laughs> That's what we need to go back to in RPGs. <laughs> Fake choices. <laughs> I can choose yes or no here. Oh, wait, no, I can't. That's what we're missing. I make everything complete, I'm sure. So, what else we got for feedback here? Oh, that's right. We need to remind you that there are lots of ways to provide feedback. You can call the voicemail, like Shaman there just did, 608-729-4098. We'll play your call right here on the show. You can send us an email at podcast at rpgamer.com. Uh, you can tweet at us, I suppose, and you know, at rpgamer. And uh, what else can you do? Send us an MP3 file to podcast at rpgamer.com. We'll play it on the show as well. Or leave a message on our forums in the latest updates thread. So do that, because we love your feedback. And let's start talking about news, because we got a lot of it today. So much news. So much news. So obviously we talked, the big stories, Nino Kuni's coming out. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sultan segment. That's later. Okay. Yep. You spoiled it. You gave people spoilers. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, there'll be a Zoltan like segment that. later in the show. She gave us spoilers. It's terrible. Zoltan's even going to talk to you about spoilers in the segment. So, uh, Nino Kuni coming to America was the big news. It's coming out in Japan on November 17th here in 2012. But besides Nino Kuni, there was really important news last week, like Deus Ex Human Revolution getting a Mac port. No, wait, that's not the, that's not the big news. Uh, what's the big news? Oh, yeah, Fire Emblem. We need Manny here for that. Deus Ex? Oh, yeah. on the Mac? Yeah. Um, I think he's just waiting for the price to drop. He played on console. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, Fire yeah, Emblem. Right. Fire yeah. Emblem 3D. How about Fire Emblem? Yeah, in 3D. So, let me know. Uh, who here is a Fire Emblem fan? I've played almost all I of them. So we got a kinda, a yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of the... I played the GameCube one. I want to play the Wii one. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Who was waiting for 3D in the series? Um, didn't they already have a 3D game on the GameCube or the Wii? Um, no, 3D, 3D, like re- real 3D. Oh well, I, they had a <laughs> Is pretend that what you felt 3D was game. Missing in in Fire Emblem? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like the natural evolution of the series. Oh, absolutely. You know, because when I think strategy RPG, I think when I stereoscopic think of, 3D. <laughs> because when I think of Fire Emblem, I don't think of the console games. I think of the handheld games. Sure. So and for me, it is a natural progression from Game Boy Advance to DS to 3DS. Well, that's so completely aside. That's, that's irrelevant. 
No, it's not. That yes, to me is that the just means that they were going to be on the next Nintendo handheld no matter what, which is mm. fine. But I don't know. Uh, I guess because it was going to be on the next Nintendo handheld no matter what, it means it had to be 3D. Fair enough. So this one's going to be in 3D, and it'll be sometime in spring 2012 in Japan. No idea when it's coming here. But if you've been waiting for it, you can go check out some media on it and see how the graphics look pretty much as good as the Wii, which is scary. Looks neat. Does look neat. You going to pick it up? Um, If it gets here. If it gets here? Okay. Well, you, Nintendo of Europe actually remember, cares about you, uh, so you'll probably get it. Well, no, it's the whole thing that the 3DS is region locked, so now people in Europe need to actually, you know. Buy a second 3DS and all that. Or hack Mm. it. I wonder if they have hacks for it yet. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's a game coming out that's worth hacking it for yet. (laughs) (laughs) People are just getting ready for the later games, right? No? Mm. Okay. Like, what's the big next biggest game that comes out? Mario? No. That's coming here, out I'll region. tell you what the next biggest game that comes out is going to be. Bravely Default Flying Fairy for the Nintendo 3DS. With a name like that, how can you not be a million seller? <laughs> well, this is, I think, I was having this conversation with Adam, who does a lot of localization for Natsume. And we sort of... Um, came to the conclusion that the name is Goofy because they want to distance themselves from the Final Fantasy um, franchise because they actually want to break this series off into its own series. What series? This is Four Light Warriors 2. Oh, Four Warriors of Light? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, so, except it doesn't brave, really look like that. So, Bravely Default... No, this is something that they talked about at the press conference. I was looking at some of the translations. So it sounds like Bravely Default, as stupid as that sounds, is going to be the new series name, and I'm sure it will change upon localization. <laughs> I mean, does, and then Flying Fairy happens to be this chapter, which, again, well, I'm it, sure will change, change. <laughs> That should change in Japan, too. No, it makes perfect no, sense. No, no, it does not. It, uh, I was listening to the 8-4 podcast on this, and they said in Japanese it's also gibberish, and the Japanese <laughs> fans were also complaining the name made no sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, yeah. Bravely, I mean, and remember, this is the, you're looking at the logo from the Japanese press conference, so they gave them this in English. So how are they supposed to parse this? Whatever. I mean, this is uh, a, a nation that, you know, you've seen English t-shirts. So. Uh, but still, it's it's gibberish to everybody. So it, it maybe some people were theorizing maybe the L in bravery is supposed to be an R. And so it's bravery default. And that almost sounds like a good name. Almost. But not it really. Makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it makes no sense, but it sounds better. Bravery Flesh default. Okay. <laughs> Farting fairy. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I'm still waiting for Tingle to show up. Farting Fairy? That sounds like a Tingle game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Tingle to just cameo. This will be great. So they they released some screenshots, and it looks different than the first um, Four Warriors of Light game. But I don't know. It looks better, and it could be a good game. And they have like this one very risque piece of concept art with a lady laying on a couch with like barely any clothing on. And that's all we got. So, million seller, definitely, right? 
Well, as long as she has a, a tail and cat ears. No, I didn't see that. Um, so it's uh, uh, Flying Fairy. Let us know what your suggestions for a rename of that game are. That's what I want for the feedback this week. Send me your letters. Send us your voicemails. Some alternate names. Or just some alternate interpretations of Bravely Default Flying Fairy. But while you're waiting for that wonderful piece of um, work to come out, how about uh, Nintendo offering Zelda Four Swords Adventure for free? See, when I found out that this was coming out, I messaged Fox and I reminded him he is not allowed picking up any pots, he is not allowed having the bombs, and he is not allowed having the torch. Ah. So basically he's not allowed to play the game with you. No, no, no. He's allowed to play the game. Oh, and he's also not allowed to pick me up and throw me into any pits. So in other words, he's not allowed to actually play with you. He has to just let you win. No, 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 no. Four Swords <laughs> is a cooperative game. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? And Fox and Michael and myself played, except it ended up taking us twice as long to play it because he would throw pots on my head. And that sucked because my screen would turn black. And I'd fall into pits. And then I would get mad and hop out of the pit. And I'd be like, don't put me in the pit. So he'd pick me up and throw me in the pit. Mm-hmm. And then I'd want to run away from the pit. So he'd light me on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great game, by the way. Uh, sorry, just correcting some chat room issues. So Zelda Four Swords is coming out for free. It's not, I don't think it's the, it, it's just like the multiplayer part, right? Yeah, it doesn't come with Link's Awakening DX or whatever that was. So. Uh, what do we got? Sword Swords, it'll be free as of, oh, here we go. Here's the dates. September 28th through February 20th. And you can download it for free. After that, I guess you have to pay. So make sure to get on and pick it up. Um, you can get that on DSi or 3DS eShop. Millennium. Ever heard of this one? This is a indie uh, Xbox. Uh, well, it's an indie PC RPG. It was an indie PC RPG maker. Yeah. RPG. Well, it could be an RPG maker. To, it is. Then, yeah. How would that get ported to... Okay, well, it's being jumped over to Xbox Live Indie Games, which I don't know how that's working because... You have to actually code it if you're going to do XPLIG versus RPG Maker. But, uh, <laughs> well, they're going to do it, and it'll be sometime between October and November. I just want to let you know about indie RPG opportunities like that. Look for that showing up on your Xbox, or I guess you could go find it out right now um, on the PC. It's called Millennium, A New Hope. I don't remember what the reviews are. But uh, if you are looking for some not... If you're tired of all this corporate RPG nonsense, go pick up some indie RPGs. Dragon Fantasy on the iPhone, by the way. Really good. Say say that again? I said their artwork for it's lackluster. The Millennium. Oh. Eh, whatever. It's indie. Uh, Final Fantasy X. Here's the big news, guys. Here's the big news. And I'm sorry we're jumping into and out of TGS news here, but uh, here's the big news. Final Fantasy X is, of course, the game everyone's been waiting for an HD remake. So Square Enix said, hey, we love our fans, and we are going to release to you an HD remake of Final Fantasy X, and we're going to put it out on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. Isn't okay, that what you I'm going to like raise my hand and interrupt you for a minute, because... Well, I was going to ask you what are, you thought right now. Well, I mean, I don't like this interpretation that every Final Fantasy isn't as beloved as Final Fantasy VII. 
just the fans are a lot yappier about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and the word we have for this is called demand. And some games have a demand for a remake, and some games don't. Can you guess yeah, which of the except, two games, Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy X, actually have a demand for a remake, even among people who like both? Okay. I'd rather play Final Fantasy X. Well, you'd rather play Final yeah, Fantasy X, Final Fantasy but have you been asking Final for a Fantasy remake VII of it? fans are yappier, but oh. this implication that Final Fantasy VII Remake would be the only remake that would possibly sell is ridiculous, because there are other Final Fantasy games that have sold better than yeah, VII. Yeah, but what, why, as a company, and why are you releasing an H... Which games do you think they're remaking? The ones that people don't want, apparently. Strong. Uh, Again, they're looking at sales numbers. Of what? What what's recent sales numbers do they have to look at about to gauge Final Fantasy X's interest from? They don't need to look at recent numbers. They can look at total this is, numbers. And this and this is and this is also this is uh, they are also approaching this from a technical perspective. It's easier to touch up a Final uh, a PS2 era game to PS3 standards, whereas taking Final Fantasy VII would basically involve reworking the game from the ground up. A full well, development project. Also retranslating it. Oh yeah. Well, then again, I, then there's the thing. Uh, if uh, Square Enix retranslated it from Japanese to English using a competent localization department, uh, people would still complain because you're uh, tampering with their nostalgia. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Everybody knows oh, yes, the translation of Seven is yes, they would. Like, yes, they would. No, that's the whole reason people want a Seven remake is because nobody can understand whatever the hell happened in that game. No, no, no. Well, aside from those of us that played the you version with the fixed it. translation, anyway. What version? The emulation the PC version? version? No, no PC I paid the version. PC no, the... version. It still doesn't make any damn sense. It's a no, terribly PC... localized story, even on PC. Yeah, well, the PC version doesn't have some of the errors that Zoltan pointed out in his first segment. Hmm. Yes, I mean, the, 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 the writing more... itself is flawed. I mean, it's, it's more than just translation errors with 7. 7 needs a lot of work. And, and that's your argument. The, the game's going to need too much work, so we can't do 7. So let's do 10. It doesn't take a lot of work. We can make it look really pretty. Um, we're still going to have to redo it a lot of art assets if you're really going to make it re- really pretty. So I don't know that it's that easy um, if you're going to actually get benefit from it. But... Um, again, are they actually remaking it or 10 just doesn't f- it? Yeah, well, yeah... It, 10 doesn't seem like something that... I, uh, rather, I've played 10 fairly recently within the past couple of years, and I was not playing it thinking, man, this looks like crap. I really need an HD version of it. Whereas when I try that with 7, that's what I think. Like, man, this looks like crap. I really need an HD version of this. So it's like, what demand are we fulfilling with this? Where is the demand for a 10 remake? I've never heard demand for a 10 remake. Have you been hearing demand for a 10 remake, Anna? Again, I don't think it's the yappies that are jumping up and down. No, no, no. You are a company. You have to satisfy demand for your products. Why are you making... Don't you square Enix. (laughs) (laughs) You just do whatever you want and we assume it'll sell? (laughs) Yes. Because it's a Final Fantasy remake, it will sell to any of the fans uh, out there. Well, then why didn't they remake 9? Because More people this like is the trouble I was talking about. In the press conference, they said they would be happy to remake any Final Fantasy game except for the ones on the PlayStation. <laughs> they said that? Yes. <laughs> when did they say that? Oh, that's terrible. It was part of the presentation. I didn't remember seeing that. The transcript. Ah. You know, if you want to go with the yappies, Chris, actually, the, there was actually most of the forum posts I've seen from all around the internet are just actually people want 12 more than 10. 
to be going to do EHD remake. 12 is two Final Fantasies ago. Why would you do a remake of that? Because it still looks really shitty on HDTVs. Hey, watch the language. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that, Chris, you're... I reject the premise of your question is basically how it works. I, re- I reject the premise of your premise. The, it's a company. Do smart business. Satisfy, no, have a demand for your products this, before you release a product. This, what is this, this crap? This is how Square rolls. I don't know why you're surprised. I don't know why you're jumping up and down on this. No, I you, will not just sit back and accept poor business decisions because they've made poor ones in the past. That is ridiculous. I, I'm so upset by Square Enix's illogicality that I... The, the, I, I, I Chris, uh, Chris. What? The, the, count, the counterpoint is simple, though. No, yeah. games, no games development company out there is actually obligated to make anything that their fans want. Right. That's generally the thing. But if they have, if who they, do you sell they, to as a business? Who do you sell to? I'm sorry. Squareness could vomit and the, the fans would still hoover it up. Uh, mo- really? Yeah. Explain Final Fantasy thirteen then. The point that the point that I'm making, though, is that the company is under no obligation to make what people want. It's the sales that will end up driving their business. Right. So why would you make a remake for something that's not for something why that isn't the most matter? demanded remake? Well, if because you are a again, business again, and you're in the business the of making that, sales. No, so no, 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 you no, would no, go no, no, and no, satisfy the customer that demand. Everybody who's asked for a Final Fantasy VII remake will actually buy it is ludicrous. Uh, what is that? Because How is that this relevant, situation Anna? has How come is that up relevant? before, where you have had companies that have been begged and begged and begged for a remake, or begged and begged and begged for an enhanced port, and you get things like Shining Force, uh, Dawn of the Dark Dragon, where everybody wanted it, and yet the sales just weren't there. So you are telling me, you are seriously telling me, a Final Fantasy VII remake would sell worse than a fi- Final Fantasy X remake? Honestly, right now the numbers would dictate yes. What numbers? Past sales. Of what? Of what? What are these numbers? Show me these numbers. I'm very interested to hear what Seriously? these numbers are. Yes, what are these numbers? Go to Wikipedia. Okay. Look at a chart of Final Fantasy game sales. Okay, let's find it. Final Fantasy game sales. There is no article about Final Fantasy game sales on Wikipedia. So you want to try again? Look at the Final Fantasy article. Okay. What am I looking for? The Final Fantasy series article. Should I'm in it. Yep. Um, I've got a timeline. And the thing is, is that it doesn't matter what you or I think about the no, potential. No, 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 no. You just told me it's based on sales numbers. What are these sales numbers? I'm, there's no, there's no chart in about sales numbers in this article. Where did you see this? Oh. Go and find it. I don't Where? need to Google it. Yeah, actually, you do because you're the one making the assertion. You have to prove it. <sighs> I mean, who else is going to do it? I mean, it's your point. I'm asking you to stand up for your point. Here we go. All right. Thank you. This is the video game sales wiki uh, that John just linked for us. Uh, this, is a, this is a cool little site. I'm glad you found this. So Final Fantasy no Ten. I-, I have no idea what the uh, the where they uh, get the source numbers from though. Okay. The numbers are sourced. Final Fantasy VII sales for PlayStation, 9.8 million includes Final Fantasy VII International. Um, PlayStation 2, Final Fantasy X, 6.6 million. All right, so what other numbers do I need to include in there, Anna? 
Oh, I wasn't... See, when I was looking at it, it didn't include the Final Fantasy VII International numbers. And the problem is, is I don't think the Final Fantasy X numbers includes Final Fantasy X International. Okay, so you think there's there's more than 3 million Final Fantasy X sales? So uh, here's my assertion to you, Anna. Say their sales are identical, and we've got 3 million of international copies out there, which I think is generous. So we're up to about 9.8 million for both. We can... Okay, go ahead. So let's say they're equal. Where, mm-hmm. What are you going to get more sales on The one if both are equal? Isn't it going to be dictated by customer demand? Not necessarily. Again, you work off of this premise that everybody who's asked for a 7 remake is going to buy it. Yeah, but I'm also working on the premise that the fact that people are asking for it means someone's interested in buying it. Yeah, I don't have any I'm evidence that in- anyone's interested in buying a 10 remake. I'm interested in... Well, I'm interested in a 10 remake. Yeah, would you also, so is Quinn. Do you want a 7 remake? No. Okay. Uh, not really. Because I don't <laughs> care. I will also point Stephen out that... not that good. Well, so really, to be honest, I don't really... I don't really... I personally wouldn't care about any of the Final Fantasy... A remake of any of the Final Fantasy games. They stand up relatively well on their own. I don't need if if I want to play Final Fantasy VII, I'll just reinstall the PC version. I've got and go and play it again. Ooh, how can you do that to yourself? It's such a bad game. So why are they remaking it? Seven? They're oh, not. Oh, That's you know, why well, they need okay, to remake so it to a, make it a good game. Wants them to remake it, despite the fact that it's a bad game. Well, because it doesn't stand up anymore. It aged horribly. Whereas Ten has not. That's the basic sense behind whether what you do a remake of, right? You don't do a remake of a game you could play right now and it's fine. Why would I remake Deus Ex Human Revolution? It just came out. I mean, by your own argument, well, it's a Square Enix game. We could remake it even though it just came out a couple months ago so, and people buy it anyway, right? But, it's published by Square Enix. It's made by uh, Eidos. Yeah, uh, they own Eidos, so that's part of Square Enix. No, but it's not the same. It was Oh, it's not the same. It needs to be, so it... So now you're throwing further restrictions on there. It has to be developed by Screen Enix yeah, in Japan. Yeah, because Final Fantasy fans have a rationality to them that <laughs> no one can understand. Okay, okay. So we're going to do a remake. So we'll do a remake of Disgaea, uh, Dissidia 2. The, the general point that I was making, though, is that games companies, and I'm talking in general, I'm talking every games development company on the planet, indie developers, big developers, small developers, medium developers, they are under... Zero obligation to make the games that people want. Uh, they are not. Because, that is a lie. Because they, that is a because well, they are generally because true. they are generally in a, lot, a number of projects are started by people who just want to make a game. They've had an idea and they want to make it. Yeah, tell that to now, the Call of Duty people. Yeah, but the thing is, is you know. The sales of the games that they come up with then, then you know, if if the game doesn't make any money, then they've made a mistake and the company mm-hmm. fails. Right. If the game makes money, the company continues. But that's their obligation. I mean, they have a basic desire to be employed and to make their company money. Yes. So th- yes, they do. Sometimes that means. So it's not like they have to make a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Please, I'm not saying they have to do that. But they chose to make a remake of Final Fantasy. 
and they made a decision there. We are going to yeah, remake Yeah, but they've a game, been remaking we, Final Fantasy for ages. I mean, how much did you complain about Final Fantasy for? Everybody complains that they keep remaking the same Final Fantasies. Let's remake another one. Oh, which one do we want? We want seven. That's that's the general demand that's out there, right? Are we arguing that that's the general no, demand that's no, out no, there? No, 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 no. At this point, my question is, why did you not flip an equal bird when all of the other ones were remade? Because they were old. They could use a remake. Final <laughs> Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 4, all those are old. Those are over 10 years old. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, is- but it, hey, hey, hey. If your argument is that it's over 10 years old, then Final Fantasy 10 is perfectly it's valid. It's the 10th remake. It's, it's the 10th year today. anniversary right now, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's 10 year old this year. So, bad argument. Yeah, but the other ones were even older than that, though, Anna. Okay, but they were old. They were old systems. They were hard to get a hold of. You couldn't play them on your current systems. All these things aren't necessarily true for ten. Hey, Final Fantasy IV, you could play on a current system. Final Fantasy V, uh, you could play on a current how? system. How? 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 They had to remake those to make that happen. The SNES is not a current system. No, but I'm talking about. Well, those were remakes. (laughs) Those are the remakes that made sense to make because they were the first time. Let's redo a remake. That's why they did it. That made sense. You could play PlayStation games on the PS3. No, no, but Final Fantasy IV is a Super Nintendo game, Anna. The PlayStation version was a remake, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Make that remake. Your roles confuse me. I, I don't know what you're at, what you're asking. Uh, so yes, it makes sense to do a remake of like Final Fantasy IV and ma- bring it out on the PlayStation, which is what they did, and it totally made sense then. So let's have let's bring it on a current system, and they did it. But then again, we, it, there is I think we're kind of comparing apples to oranges though, in because in some in a lot of cases when Square Enix remakes Final Fantasy games, they remake them extremely close to the originals. Um, well, they have a tradition I mean, of doing that. Um, I don't yeah, know if that's I mean, just true example, anymore because they I started mean, to change that with three and four on the DS, right? Yeah, three and four on the DS are the exceptions. Um, Final Fantasy X HD would kind of just sounds like a graphical touch-up. You know, it does improve okay. the, improve improve some poly counts, make uh, make the visuals look a little nicer. He, Final Fantasy VII. It, the it way people want, yeah. Yeah, the way people want Final Fantasy VII is they want the entire game stripped down to its barest components and then rebuilt from the ground up from with completely new technology. That's what people want. Well, aren't they risking bad PR by doing this? Getting <laughs> they people... said tra la 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 in the. <laughs> well, I, I still want to see that quote. Um, do you yeah. know where that translation was? Is that Andrew saying or something? Saying, but I okay. could be wrong. So, gen- the, 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 what effectively um, they have to make a de- when they're making a decision over which over which games to remake as well. It's not just um, which ones will uh, be successful, but which ones can be successful when you offset the time and effort that you put into remaking it. Uh, if a Final Fantasy X remake can be accomplished the way I suggested, i.e., just making it look slightly prettier so it doesn't look quite butt ugly on HD TVs, then I don't know, let's be generous for Square Enix development times and give them two years. Um, You know, but the way people want Final Fantasy VII is they want a game with the visuals of Final Fantasy XIII. uh, And you can't just... You can't take Final Fantasy VII and just kind of touch it up. You can't shoehorn that in. 
Yeah. To be a Final Fantasy VII remake would effectively be a full-time development project. It would, you know, we're talking five, six-year development and cost a lot of money. Because that's what people re- that. Oh, but, yeah, that's what people really want. But as you guys have told me, they don't have to do what people really want, do they? No, they don't. They could so scale they, that back a bit, come up with some development shortcuts, but if they scale farm it, it out. Back, yeah, but they, no, and no, people, no, no. I, I assert people would still be happier with that than they there would is, with a 10 no. remake. Absolutely not, because there is such a level of expectation for a Final Fantasy VII remake. People would accept nothing. But they just want to hear that they're going to do it now. It's the same as Nintendo. Yeah. All Nintendo has to do is acknowledge. Here, here, to make people happy, Nintendo can just say the word Xenoblade on their Facebook blog right now, and people would be happy. It's, it, that, it's at the point where they just want to know they're being heard. I'll agree to disagree on that one, too. They've missed the boat on that one. Anybody who was going to play it, who's a serious gamer, has imported it. And I like how you, you do a value judgment on anyone who hasn't imported Xenoblade is not a serious gamer. <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't intended to be the implication. <laughs> he said anyone wants to play imported. it and who is a serious in- gamer, they've imported it. Obviously. Anyone that wanted it has imported it already. I think, uh, Alex, you're doing uh, imports for RP Gamer staff, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I seem to be you at Snow, yes. <laughs> I made Doug cry. I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, poor Doug. <laughs> he, apparently he wants to play it and has not imported it. Oh, wait, no, he was remembering Mega Man Legends 3. Okay, cool. <laughs> as, long as, as long as his feelings are okay. It's Capcom's Yeah, that's, that's generally... Okay. I mean, it's... Okay, so let's... Uh, if we, we, we can assume at this point that uh, a Final Fantasy VII HD remake is currently not in uh, development. You know, the, there is... Um, sure, there's talk of it, um, the game design is pretty much done, but it's not in. There is no Honestly? actual development time that's been spent on it. Say they announced they can... it tomorrow, the release date would probably be 2017. <laughs> it's not going to be five years to do it. I'm sorry, it doesn't take five years to make a a full on RPG nowadays. People do it in three, and they do it in two sometimes. It does if you're Square Enix. <laughs> not not, <laughs> not all their stuff. Isn't that the issue? Some of their stuff is just not worked on that long? A, long, a, long, a, long, ah, a lot of big publishers do slide into long development times. I mean, yeah. but what? The original you, you Dragon Age You don't have to do seven years. like it's the next numbered Final Fantasy. There is a middle ground. No. You no, no, do, because no, you again, you're not getting it. Expectation level I am getting it, so and high. the expectation level is high, but it's also ridiculous. You could do a two- to three-year development cycle on a seven game, have a good remake, and just be done with but the Chris, damn thing. But Chris, you can't have it both ways. You can't yes, say you that can. there's a huge demand for it, and no, then blow I, it off like, oh, they'll take anything. No, that, yes, I because can. If you do a very decent job, it doesn't need to be flagship Final Fantasy title. You could still do a decent job oh, yes, and satisfy people pretty darn well with a remake. No, You've given it sucks. People are going no, to be. No, why does a two to three year development cycle game suck? It does not. That is untrue. Because I don't know where you're getting that impression have from. With Square Enix behind it, it does have the full pissed. weight of Square Enix behind it. No, it's just not letting the dev it. team go crazy, Anna. There's a difference. What? What? You don't get it. I don't get okay. it. What do you mean? I don't we get it. We spend a lot of time on this. We should carry on. But no, but that's a ridiculous assertion that any game that doesn't take five years doesn't have Square Enix's full attention. That oh, is no, ridiculous. No. That's I'm completely made up. That 
No, no, Chris, we're not. We're not, neither of us are actually saying that at all. The, the general point is, is that the fan expectations for Final Fantasy VII have now reached the point where nothing short of, as I said, a, no, effectively a, a Final Fantasy You're making an assumption. You are making an assumption that they can't you put are together... Also a, making, you are also making assumptions. I, I'm basing it on the standard development cycle for most RPGs being two to three years, meaning that they could put together an RPG in two to three years, they could use seven as a base, it'd be pretty damn good up there with the current next-gen Gen op- uh, current gen RPGs, and that would satisfy eighty percent of what people want from a seven remake. And that's all you really have to do to make people shut up, buy the damn thing, and move on with their lives. Um, it would be better to compare it to a Final Fantasy development cycle than a typical game. Oh, Chris, one thing that's effective to point out is that the development time for most Western RPGs. Are two to three years. The development for most Square Enix RPGs, and, namely their and major most, ones, and a lot of are a lot of large, five. and a lot of large Western games also do have long development cycles as well. Yeah, there are plenty of RPGs look, coming out right now that only took two to three years. A lot of a lot of a lot of EA stuff used to have long development cycles, for mm-hmm. example. But we're not because in that most world Square anymore. Enix's main titles are take four to five. I mean, how long have they been working on Versus Thirteen now? Coming on six well, and years. that's the problem, right? They can't let that happen. So giving it to Nomura is not a sensible option. Wait, but you said it didn't matter how long it would take if they announced it today and didn't release it until years later. That would be okay. When did I say that? Now you're just going back. Well, on no, your no, Anna, you just made up something I didn't say. No, no, Chris, you did say that. You said that you wanted you wanted them to at least acknowledge. I the wanted fact. them to acknowledge it. Yeah. yeah. What does that have to do it, with saying it could take forever? No, 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 no. The point is, is if they acknowledge it, you're acknowledging it before a development cycle has started. Yeah. You know, a lot of most games don't get announced. Am I saying that would make people happy? Yes. Am I saying they need to devote five years to a game and release it? No. I'm saying, I mean, would they be, would fans be happy with five year game? Of course they would. And you could tell them that, yeah, we're making it. Just shut up. And they'd shut up. They'd be happy. They'd buy their 10 remake and everything would go on. But they don't have to spend five years making the game is my point. You can make a decent remake of Final Fantasy VII. But two that isn't years. what you were saying. You're saying even if they announce it and don't do it for a couple of years, that was the implication of your previous no, that, statement. I, no, I did not mean that at all. Okay, well, I, you stand corrected then. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, all right, so state? we've got a new. We've got a <laughs> moving on. We've got a new discussion topic for people. Bye. How how do we handle this? Is it okay to do a 10 remake when there's a big demand for 7? Yes or no? Have at it, forums, because Anna gets to moderate that. All right, so uh, we have a new story. We desperately need to move on to it, and it is about Namco Bandai. So check this out. God Eater 2. Yay. Eh? No? (laughs) More or less demand than Final Fantasy X. More. More. Probably somehow. More. Well, well, both me and Alex loved God Eater Burst. So. Oh, you did. Is that the Monster Hunter like game, or is it different? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's the Monster Hunter with plot. Monster Hunter with a plot. Okay, so how yeah. is it different from Lord of Arcana? It's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so that explains it. <laughs> All right, so you're getting a sequel. It'll, it'll be coming out to PlayStation Portable. It's set for release in 2012 in Japan. Uh, was there anything cool about it that you guys wanted to plug? God Eater Burst was really good. Okay. God, 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 <laughs> well, well it, it's pretty much a God Eater Burst actually is a Monster Hunter clone. 
in the sense that it actually copies what Monster Hunter does and does it quite well. And it adds a lock-on system to it, which is a big plus in my book above Monster Hunter. But um, Lord of Arcana was... It was built as a game. The main flaw against it was that it had a... Um, it was a multiplayer-focused game releasing in a outside of Japan that it was practically almost impossible to beat the thing single-player. In, God, the in God's Eater? Are. No, in uh, Lord of Arcana. Oh, Lord of Arcana, okay. All right. That's That was one of the main reasons I gave it a 1.5. <laughs> nice. Okay, so speaking of your PSPs... I, 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 have. Have either of you been playing uh, the Black Panther saga, Yakuza? No, because it's only in Japan, right? Um, <laughs> well, it's getting a sequel <laughs> in the in the continuing story, stream of uh, Yakuza stuff that we never get here. Uh, Black this Panther is, is getting Sam a sequel. Territory. Say what? This is Sam territory. It, it is Sam territory, isn't it? But I don't think I, I'm pretty sure we didn't get Black Panther, and that we're probably not getting Black Panther. So um, I don't think we'll get Black Panther two. So it's a spin-off Yakuza series. You can watch a video and uh, cry about it. So speaking of people who like to cry a lot, we've got Tales fans at the site, and uh, they've been waiting for more news for them. So what's the, what's the latest news, John, about things that Tales fans get to be excited about? Okay, so um, Tales of Innocence was a 2000 and, I think it's 2009 game released for the DS. Never came outside Japan. 2007. 2007. Oh. Yeah, only okay. in Japan. Whatever. Yeah. Only in Japan, yep. yes. Um... I never played it, um, but they're remaking it for the PS Vita, and they do actually—they actually say the R does not stand for remake. They're going for something called reimagination. So they're apparently—I um, don't know—they're apparently sort of completely redoing the battle system and stuff like that. Presumably, they're going to throw in a bunch of the improvements that they've made on the uh, handheld battle systems since that game came out. And, I don't know, maybe plug a couple of the plot holes. I, you know, information, do not know very much yet. And, um, still, and it's and playable the other at TGS one, right now. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, and the other, the, other, uh, the other Tales news is apparently not an RPG, actually. So they're going a sort of more action-y RPG, although someone has told me that apparently it looks like a, it's effectively a, a version of Dynasty Warriors with Tales characters in. Um, just, I'm going to shrug at this point, but, um, well, if it's anything like Dynasty Warriors, I might play it. I mean, those we'll, games are pretty fun. Do you think we'll actually get Tales of Innocence R here? Um, I think that really depends on how well the Vita does, uh, but also depends on how, like, how well the Vita does outside Japan, but also how well the various other ta- Tales games floating around at the moment. I mean, Zillia's doing very well at the moment, but only in Japan. Um, and we'll have to see what happens when uh, Graces hits America next year. Okay. So, Also Abyss 3D. Oh, yes, and Tales of the Abyss 3D. Um, so presumably they, they keep the, uh, the localization departments are presumably keeping an eye out, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Not yet, anyway. That's it. That's all I was going to say. All right. Uh, so good news for Tales people, potentially. Very good news for Monster Hunter fans, though. So, uh, Roy, may I assume that you don't actually like the real Monster Hunter? Oh, I love the real Monster Hunter. Oh, you do? Okay. So is is the fact that Monster Hunter 4 was revealed this week very exciting to you? 
It is, but it's not confirmed for Sony console yet, and I'm not going to get it for the 3DS. Oh, why I'm, not? Because I'm not getting that stupid extension thing. Oh, you don't like the ashtray. Okay. So someone doesn't if, like if, it. If, if and when it comes out on either the PS3 or the Vita or whatever, I'll get it. Do you have a 3DS? I have one, okay. yeah. So Monster Hunter 4 announced this week. They showed a trailer about it, and I have to say it looks a lot more interesting to me than the previous Monster Hunter games have. You know, I had some fun playing Try, but um, I just was never able to organize enough online time to get anywhere with the game and actually get into the deep parts of the game. But Monster Hunter 4, it looks like they've got a lot of, of scripted quick-time event-type action sequences. Well, not quick-time events because you're not pressing buttons as they show up on the screen, but you're running away from a monster and have to do things to, like, not die and stuff. And it, it looks more press like... Press X a, to not die. Essentially, but uh, it's not like X just shows up on the screen and you press it or anything like that. Uh, so you're running away. You have to jump over here. You climb up here. Uh, uh-oh, the, the ground is, is falling because the monster just pulled this cliff over what are you going to do now and uh it looks like it culminates then with an actual fight against the monster but it looks very interactive and not the same as the previous monster hunters and i'm excited that they're making some progress with the game unfortunately it's being shown for 3ds and 3ds is missing a stick so they're probably going to be putting out uh well not probably they announced they're putting out this weird thing that sits under your 3ds and uh we talked about it last week and it adds a second stick to the system and uh That'll be how you do it. And people are kind of split on whether or not that's a good idea. But I don't want to have another argument like we had earlier, so I'm not going to bring that up again. And <laughs> Although, Chris, you know full well, though, that if they actually released a redesign of the 3DS with the second stick actually part of the system, not just some extension thing, we'd buy it. <laughs> um, probably. Uh, I have no reason not to get the redesigns. Hopefully comes with more than just that, but that would be enough once I hear games are actually supporting it beyond Monster Hunter 4. Uh, I've also heard a King, the Kingdom Hearts 3D is going to support it too. Ah, so that's two. Okay. The new Resident Evil supports it, I think. Say what? The new Resident Evil? You, yeah. Hmm. Supports it. Probably not mandatory. There, there was one other game. Let me check. There was an IGN story on it. They had that one, Resident Evil, Kingdom Hearts 3D, and there was one other one. Okay. So there's a few. I wonder if Bravely Default Flying Fairy will support it. No? Nobody that cares? No. Yeah, probably nobody cares. Uh, how about? Well, I, I wonder how, how well that game's going to do, because the, if it really is just a sequel to Four Warriors of Light, because Four Warriors of Light was not that great of a game. It was very uh, my first Final Fantasy style game, right? Well, not only that, if, if, if it was going for that, that game was really hard for that type of thing. Ah, so uh, you mentioned that 3D Dream Drop Distance is going to uh, support the uh, the 3DS Frankenstick, right? Yes. You know what else is apparently supported in it? Um, cameos from The World's Ends With You. Because at the uh, demo of Dream Drop Distance at TGS, <laughs> the, uh, what's the guy's name? Neku Sakuraba from the DS game The World Ends With You shows up in uh, <laughs> in the Dream Drop Distance demo and... Shows him the timer on his hand and says he has to find a partner to play the Reapers game. And that's all we know. He shows up, he asks that, and I guess that's the end I of pers- it. I do personally find it rather amusing reading from uh, comments on a number of other sites, and I think a couple of hour ones actually, where people's opinions about Kingdom Hearts 3D suddenly went from, I don't want to play this, to, oh god, I'm buying this now. <laughs> people, people like the world ends with you, so 
<laughs> seen uh I, I have not played that yet but apparently people really like that right <laughs> so, <gasps> yeah. you haven't played the world ends with you no i haven't criminal i know right you, you're gonna have to give up your gamer tag. Uh, I, i'm fortunate i'm too busy planning for my final fantasy 10 remake playing so <laughs> and I have a letter writing campaign to Square to remake seven, so I gotta I gotta get all that sorted. Oh yeah, because let me yeah. tell you, they haven't received any <laughs> feedback like that. No, no. I mean, how would they know? They they had no idea. No one wanted that. So uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two. How about this one? Here's the one I'm definitely going to be playing, um, just to see what the heck they're doing here. Because now we've got details. There's time traveling in this game. The the demo was at TGS. Obviously, people played it. Blah blah blah. But what they also announced that was new is that the North Americas have a date. January 31st on PlayStation 3 and 360 in North America. February 5th in Europe. So then you can pick up Final Fantasy 13 2. It's not that late into next year, so that's uh, a lot better than we expected. And, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 13 2. Okay. Axis gave us some details about... I, I thought people would care about the fact that there's a date 13.2, but apparently there's just complete apathy for that game. <laughs> I need to play 13. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, about- well I, I like 13, but I'm waiting to see for it to make sure it's not another 10.2. Mm-hmm. Because 10.2 was horrible. A lot of people no, like 10.2, actually. <laughs> so you got to be careful what you say there, Roy. It's like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. It's like me saying Seven's a terrible game when it's really not a terrible game, just aged like crap. Actually, it's not the same as that at all. So I'm not going to say anything again. Axis, Axis, Fate Extra. What is Fate Extra? I don't even remember it's this game. We've covered fate, it. Fate, fate Extra is uh, actually Alex. You probably know more about yeah, this than I do. So. Um, yeah, I'm writing the preview for it. So yeah, it's basically a spin-off of the visual novel that Fate Stay Night but with RPG stuff in it. Oh, okay. All right, so this is a spin-off of a visual novel series. And Atlas, uh, Atlas, Axis has announced a limited edition, I guess for this must be for the US, of a 15-page Fate Visual Works art book and 11-song limited soundtrack, both of which were included in the Japanese limited edition. Limited edition in the US will be 40 bucks, standard version 30 bucks, and PSN downloadable version 25 bucks. Now that's not normal. We don't usually see the PSN version of a game selling for less. That's interesting. Oh, Chris, for your full list of games for it, that uh, what? 3DS extension. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. it, it, it's going to support Monster Hunter 3G, Resident Evil Resolution, Revelations, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D, Ace Combat 3D Cross Rumble, Dynasty Warriors 5, and Kingdom Hearts 3D. Okay, so this is becoming a more important thing. This is uh, that's a big deal. It sounds like everyone's supporting that where they can. So it sounds like there'll probably be an official redesign. There will eventually. have to be. There will have to be. Uh, it's just too early to put one out, though. What was the what was the the redesign time between the light and the DSI? Was it eighteen months? I think it was like really short, and people complained, right? Yeah, I think it was. It was a little. It wasn't much more than a year. I don't think. A year was it that short? It had to be at least eighteen months. No. All right, I want some history on that. Um, and then uh, I bet you whatever that short gap was in the DS remake, it'll be like as soon as that time period's up, we'll get the new 3DS announcement and it'll be out or something. So I don't. I, don't, I know it wasn't that long because I remember I originally bought my light. It was first DS I bought was in uh, 
I bought it in 04. I remember that. Was, uh, by the way, that's just supporting. None of those games actually require the thing, right? As far as I know. Yeah, I, I don't think any... Well, Monster Hunter 3G does require it. It does? No, they announced it. No, no. I remember the 8.4 podcast saying that they, they had control options. Well, we better get confirmation on that. They could be wrong, too. I've heard it said that it doesn't require it specifically, but maybe they're wrong, too. So, hmm. Well, the best case scenario would be that it wouldn't require it, but it'll play like the Monster Hunters on the PSP. Well, except without it. Yeah, but look at where the D-pad and the and the and the stick are on your 3DS. They're reverse of how they are on the PSP. That's gonna make it even harder to control. That may, yeah, unless you move with the D-pad, which I guess you could do, and they do the camera with the circle pad. Hmm, that'd be weird. Supposedly, the gap between the DS Lite and the DSi is over two years. It is okay. Well, that, that was not as short as I thought, then. No, that's DS Lite and DSi. She's talking about DS Fat and DS Lite. No, I was talking about DS Lite and DSi. I thought that was the short one. Um, wait, who's he talking? Who's who? Yeah. Pronoun reference. Who was the he in your statement? <laughs> I don't know. You. Me. Okay. Well, whatever. I thought there was a short gap somewhere, but maybe it was DSi yeah, and DSi DS, XL then. DS no, I think it's DS and DS Lite by the looks of it. Okay. How how short how long was that? Um, fourteen months. But oh, whoa! Okay, there we go. Fourteen months. We'll see a three DS, three DDS, three DSSSI. Yes, Fallout. Who's still playing Fallout? Anyone? Well, this is something that came up on Google Plus. Sorry, I'm... Fallout is. No, I'm oh. I'm at the tail end of the previous conversation. Three DDSSI. The reason that the DS got redesigned so quickly is that they were able to change the way that it internally functioned. And they also decided to not make it ugly. Yes. The reason that the outside looked like that is because that's the size they needed to put everything on the inside. Nah, they could have chose different plastic. And then they went, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) It could have just been a bigger version of the light. (laughs) Uh, and then they went, Adar, we can get this inside a lot better, and they made the DS Lite. Uh-huh. The, so the way that the 3DS is designed internally is basically identical to the DSi and the Lite, where it's already, you know, ergonomically designed. No, okay. economically designed. So unless you just think it's ugly, which is possible. What, the 3DS? Then, yeah. Some people do. Um, I know. And I don't understand why you wouldn't buy a system, because it's ugly. <laughs> I don't know. I do know that it seems weird that they're going to do this controller thing and not do a redesign that integrates it. But I wonder how, I'm just wondering how long it'll be. Because right, it, it's obvious it's coming. How long will it be? Although if they if they do the redesign, the the one thing that'll be interesting to see is whether or not they make the screens any bigger because they're gonna have to extend the thing out to fully cover it. Hmm. So they may not actually do the redesign because they would have to completely mess with that with the size of the screens and everything. Eh, that's not gonna keep them from doing a redesign. They'll come up with something. Well, they'd have to mess with the size of the screens with the stereoscopic 3D and still keep it, not for being pricey. Yep. I have faith in them being able to do that. But uh, I'm just wondering how long it's going to be. They'll come up with something. It's Nintendo. 
They have a track record of always coming up with a new portable thing for us. And uh, Bethesda has a track record of always coming up with a new Fallout <laughs> DLC pack for us, <laughs> even when the show's generally not about anything Western, uh, like this week. So Lonesome Road is, I think, the last. Well, at the very least, it's the fourth major piece of DLC for Fallout New Vegas. It'll be coming out September 20th. We got a trailer up on the site. Go check that out. Anyone still playing Fallout New Vegas here? I'm still waiting for the Game of the Year edition. I don't really like those type of RPGs. I played it, but I didn't bother with the DLC. God. It's all. It's okay. Uh, let's see. How about Nipponichi games? Anyone like Nipponichi games here? Yeah. Who else does? Ooh, I'm just told in the chat room there's Dragon Age 2 DLC coming in October. I didn't know that. I thought they'd stop doing DLC for that game. Do you know anything about that, Roy? You're a Dragon Age 2 kind of guy. He just said be right back in chat. Oh. Well, then that doesn't um, and, ah, well, he's back. Well, <laughs> I, I still have to go out real quick, but um, we we have... It's going to be essentially a Kasumi-type oh, DLC okay. from, from Mass Effect for Dragon Age 2. It's essentially what it is. But we aren't post- posting the story until tomorrow because there's new details coming wait, out wait. tomorrow. There's a character modeled on Felicia Day, really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It, it's a it's a tie-in to that Dragon Age Redemption oh, okay. web series thing they were doing. So if I haven't played Dragon Age 2 yet, I'll be able to recruit her into my party, probably. I think they haven't officially announced that, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh. So look forward to that when I finally get around to playing that. And then you can date her avatar. No, I'm. I do not want to date her avatar. All right, I am. I am officially sick of her avatar and hearing about her avatar and the fact that her avatar can be dated. I do not want to date it. I do not want to watch it. I do not want to, whatever the second song was, which sucked. I don't want to do any of that with it either. Nothing. I date her. Well, well, not right now. But I, I could. I consider dating her. You know. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Nipponichi. I'm not dating her avatar, Shadow. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. Nipponichi games. Oh, dear. Would, would I date yes. her avatar on a bus? I would not date it on a bus. I would not date her on a truss. I don't know. I don't know. Green eggs and hams. I'm sorry. I would not date her. It's a fuss. I would not date her. It's a fuss. Yes. I would not date her anywhere. Anna, go sit in the box for two minutes for that. Oh. <laughs> It's a fuss. I like it. Uh, Nipponichi Games. Anybody playing any of these? Hyperdimension Neptunia. Anyone looking forward to the sequel? Uh, apparently, my uh, a friend of mine um, spent a bit of time reading... Uh, wait, wait. Isn't this the one where the consoles all fight each other? Yes. Yeah. And this one has um, a lot of con- uh, portable consoles in it. Yeah, it has new consoles in it. Yeah, And I think KG of- Inafune, too. <laughs> yes, it does. It has KG Inafune as a gigantic sword. Wait, that's who? Pick- that's- the Mega Man guy. The Mega ah. Man guy. It, basically, it's it's him folding. No, his no, arms no! You're not allowed mentioning. You're not allowed mentioning Mega Man. You're gonna make just Doug cry again. Yeah, well, doesn't matter. Anyways, um, but yes, yeah, so a friend of mine um was basically reading around um Japanese review sites for Neptunia Mark II because it is out there already, and apparently it does manage to um improve considerably considering we ourselves gave the first game i think it was 1.5 i think it was adrian gave it 1.5 i think it was but yes apparently the second one is better 
uh, rare case of... Uh, well, that was the issue of Neptunia had great writing but terrible gameplay, right? Yeah. And this one has better gameplay? Yeah. Okay. From what I understand, the second one has better gameplay. But can you play the second one without playing the first one? Will you understand what's going on? Who knows? Oh, I don't know anything you, about the plot. You probably can't understand what's going on anyway, actually. <laughs> well, the, game's, the game has a silly enough premise for yes. that to potentially be the case. Yeah. Uh, Disgaea Netherworld Unbound. Check this out. Chris finally doesn't get to play a mobile game that he'd be interested in playing. It's uh, going to be on Android in late 2011. It's not a port of an existing Disgaea game, but instead based on the item world mechanic present in the other Disgaea games. Actually, I didn't like item world that much, so I might not care that much about it. But still, it'll be free to download and supported by microtransactions for your Android device. I know some people I'm who shocked. Are, who what? OD on item world stuff, so I know this will be right up their street. Yeah. Disgaea 3 Absence of Detention is the localized title for the Vita port of Disgaea 3 Absence of Justice. It's currently scheduled for spring 2012 release in North America and Europe. So that's the last bit of Nisa news. <laughs> that subtitle makes perfect sense. Oh, okay. Have you played Disgaea 3? Um, I played it at Run to the Sun a couple of years ago, but I have not played the full game. Because at that point, I, I didn't have a PS3 and I wasn't ever planning on getting one. Ah... Okay, and finally, if you if dis, if Blizzard has not turned you off to Diablo three yet, and you're still interested in playing it, even though you have to be online, I know that's a terrible thing. Um, obviously, I'm a Blizzard fanboy and a Square Enix hater, as you can tell from today's show. Uh, <laughs> Diablo three has put out the skill calculator that lets you preview your abilities. You Flamethrower. US.battle.net slash something slash something slash D three slash En slash calculator. Okay, and they'll take you in so, and whatnot. One of my friends is in the beta. Yeah. And uh, he, I, I got a very rage-filled message when I woke up because he was apparently like two swings away from beating a final boss in a dungeon and disconnected from Battle.net. Ah, okay. And Ow, then painful. had to do the entire dungeon over again. He was very upset. So yeah, he's gone. I, I think I can understand he, that. He's gone from like a big fan of Diablo three to seething irritation. Oh well. Wait, wait. Because he disconnected. Oh yeah, that would do it. Eh. And he was because it's beta that he's playing by himself. Mm-hmm. There just isn't that many people up when he's up. I think it's friends and so, family beta right now, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, so he he's a friend or family. He's very good friends with a guy that works at Blizzard Europe. Ah. All right. Yes, that that does kind of suck. Yeah. yeah I mean, the fact that you have to restart a, an entire dungeon if you're particularly if you're going so. Uh, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, particularly if you know you. Um, uh, you're running solo, you know, you disconnect from Battle.net for like three seconds and it kills your progress. That kind of sucks. Hmm. What doesn't suck is Chrono Trigger, and we're going to get more of it. Screenix said this week that they're going to port it to iOS and Android. So more Android love for... I got some serious hate mail when I put my review out for Chrono Trigger. Did you? 
Oh, that's too bad. I gave it a four out of five. Oh, what were you thinking? Oh, I know. Anna. Oh, I know. Anna. <laughs> you, you dug that hole for yourself. <laughs> yeah, apparently on iOS and Android. I've only found one story on this, but it's on Shack News, and they're reputable, so pretty interesting. Um, sorry, talking to the chat room, not letting the podcast know. I'm sorry. I'm talking to the chat room right now. Uh, Star Wars. This is the most important most important story. There's, I've got two very important stories for you. One after the other, actually. They're social stories. Guys, just so you know, because I know this has been something you've been waiting for, Star Wars The Old Republic has assured us that we will be able to do same-sex romances post-launch. Um, I, uh, why is this news? They talked about this like more than a year ago. No, no, you have to know. They're not going to be able to make their release date with this, but you need to know it's coming out post-launch. Okay? So don't yeah, feel bad. But- it's Again, coming. we we had this discussion like more than a year ago on their forums. Oh. This is not news. <laughs> no, it's this not. Is ob- but this is apparently a big deal. When is our same-sex romances coming? Is this what really people were waiting for for the game? This is what I'm waiting for the old republic to do to have same-sex well, romances. Well, do you remember Chris the back when uh, both Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two came out that yes. there were a lot of complaints that there weren't enough same-sex relationships. Well, they both have same-sex relationships. Yeah, yeah, but there weren't enough. Oh, there weren't enough of them. Uh, why are you playing the game for relationships? I don't get that. Okay. Seriously? Uh, no, no. What? There's more. There's, there's more on relationships, Anna. Uh, get, oh, check yay! this out. Check this out. I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in Maple Story, relationships don't go very well because out of twenty six thousand nine hundred eighty two in game marriages that they've had, twenty thousand three hundred forty four have ended in divorce. That's right. Seventy five percent divorce rate in 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 game marriages. Presumably because people are only marrying for the wedding dress set. Well, I assume it's they were settling for an opposite-sex marriage, and they've just been waiting for the Old Republic to come out so they can have their same-sex marriage. (laughs) And now there will be like a normal 50% divorce. You're you're missing the very relevant point to this, though. A marriage costs real money. It costs 25 bucks to get married. 500,000 mesos. Oh, and a virtual marriage costs 25 bucks. Okay, whatever. Wow! All oh, the annulment costs in-game money. The marriage costs real money. The marriage costs real money. Yeah. The annulment costs in-game money. They yeah. were smart about this. Yes, they were. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're making money here. So, I don't even know what to say. Oh, what is Alex. This oh, Alex, Alex. We're, we're, we're going to cover your review, but I think we're going to do it in Now Playing. Because you gave a review of Xenoblade Chronicles, and I'm betting you can just tell us all about that awesome game. Yes, that would be good. So let's kick off now playing with your review of Xenoblade Chronicles. Yes, well, it's awesome, pretty much. Oh, but we can't because I need to. I need to. I need to stop the show for a second. Right now, we have a review. That's our teaser. You're going to hear a review of Alex Fuller of Xenoblade Chronicles. But first, I have for you a review by. Uh, the legendary Zoltan himself, of a game from ages past. Please give it a listen. Hello, everybody. My name is the legendary Zoltan, and this is a legendary game review. All right, is it an RPG? What else could it be? So what game are we talking about here? Well, the main character has pointy ears. Zelda. And a bag of bombs. Zelda. It has a really good story. Zelda? And it's amazingly difficult. All right, man. What the freak are you talking about? Because I know that ain't no Zelda game. Okay, one more hint. 
The title sounds like a Spanish song. Oh no. Alalalalandra. is an RPG that will crush your soul, gracia. Wait a second. An RPG that will crush my soul? A hardcore RPG otaku like me? What you talking about, hermano? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about puzzles. Puzzles? Yeah, man. Puzzles. There are puzzles in all kinds of games. Why are you all worked up about puzzles? These puzzles aren't to be taken lightly. These puzzles change people. Okay, you are being extremely overdramatic here, and you need to just relax. Just imagine, with me, everybody, that you are playing a Zelda game, and you walk into a room with six unlit torches and an epitaph. You try to read the epitaph, hoping that it will give you some kind of hint but you can't you can't read it because it's covered with dust and so you have to push the button again just to clear away all that crap and then you read it and it says when the day emerges from shadow the night is washed in light those born from darkness shall perish in the warm glow of the eternal light and that's it now, can you tell me what order to light the torches in, or am I just being overdramatic? Bottom left, top left, top middle, top right, bottom right, bottom middle. What, what the? Where the hell did you hear that? It's called the internet. No, 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 no. I can't believe you would spoil an awesome puzzle like that. It's not a spoiler. That game's 45 years old. No, no, no. We agreed there'd be no spoilers. And you know what? It doesn't even really matter because that's not the correct answer. What? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. I know the correct answer. No, you don't. I saw no, it myself. No, no, no. He's wrong. Don't listen to him. La, 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 la. They can't hear because I'm talking too loudly. I love this song. Here's another top song right, that I like. Bottom Living right, bottom middle. You get an item. Let's just get back on track here, all right? Yeah, fine. Whatever, man. So I was just about to tell you that Alundra was originally released in America on the original PlayStation on the original date of December 31st, 1997. And it was later re-released. How unoriginal. On the American PlayStation Network in October of 2010. It's an action RPG, and like I said... It's freaking hard. Harder than my curious key. So load up the game and what's the first thing you see? The opening? The ending. You must be dyslexic, Zoltan. I wish I was, but it's true. You load up the game, you see a cool Alundra logo, and then this cheesy blues-based heavy metal song starts playing like... Which is accompanied by a montage of anime scenes whose full versions can only be viewed after you defeat the final boss. And I thought this game was supposed to be hard. You just load it up and the game beats itself. So, now that we've seen most of the characters, enemies, and the outcome of the entire struggle, let's get to work, shall we? Let's do it! I am freaking... At the start of the game, we see our hero, Alundra, on a romantic ship at sea. And right off the bat, we find out what a player Alundra is as he starts striking up a conversation with the first woman he sees. What's his pickup line? He's like, 
I must be awake because you're very cute. And if this were a dream, you'd probably be dead. Amazing. I gotta write that down. Talk to the crew and what do they say? Go to sleep. Talk to the captain and what does he say? Go to sleep. Go to sleep and what does the dead spirit of the drummer from Metallica tell you? Wake up and get your ass over to Inoa Village and save those sorry bastards. So you wake up, hit a coral reef, wash up on the beach unconscious, and wake up again in some nice guy's extra bedroom. Wait a minute. My clothes are dry. He changed my clothes? That means he looked at my curious key. So we find out we're in Enoa Village. That just happened to be our destination. What a coinky ding. Now here is where the real quest begins. As soon as you meet this dude in town named Septimus, he's like, hey man, I don't know you, but I'm glad you're here. I need you to run over to Tarn's Manor for me. It's about three kilometers that away. And pick up a book for me. Can you do that? Thanks. What a douche magnet. I know, yeah? This is one of those times you might regret being a silent protagonist. All right, so let's head over there. All we have to do is pick up a book from this dude named Tarn. Tarn's not in the house, okay? I'll tell you what is in his house, though. What? How about giant spiked iron balls? No way. You don't believe me? Then let's head on over there. That crap lines the ceilings, and for every step you take, a giant spiked iron ball falls on your head. Ah... Married life. Whatever, we got the book. Let's just get it back to Septimus already. Okay, so we hand him the book and we get our reward, right? Yeah, you could say that if you think that more work counts as a reward. What? No. Yeah, he's like, thanks. And then he reads the entire book in like five seconds, turns to Alundra and says, Okay, jump in that guy's mind while he's asleep and destroy his nightmare. Oh, this guy's got some gall for a total goddamn stranger. And then after you save him, the family you helped is happy. But everybody else in the village just acts like such a total anus. Yeah, well, they can suck my curious key, all right? Even the mayor was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Wendell, yeah, he pulled through. That's great, yeah. So, uh, when are you leaving? Okay, we've been disrespected enough for one day. Let's wrap up this review. Yes. Next, let's talk about the graphics. Good. Sound? Excellent. Gameplay? Solid. Story? Amazing. Difficulty? Crazy. Masochist fun factor? High. Regular person fun factor? I'd give it maybe a 7 out of 10. Give it a 10. And that concludes this review. Now go download this title from the PlayStation Network so it can crush the soul of your RPG playing ass. Okay, Alex, now it's time. And thank you, Zoltan, because that was great. Now it's time for you to tell us about Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, well, it's basically a fantastic game all around as far as I was concerned, which is why I gave it a five. Five out of five. We don't give out a lot of those. No, you have to get special permission to do that. Oh, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it has to go through Mac. Let's go, well, let's go through Mac, Sam, and I think Seventh did the other one. But, yeah, I think you've been playing it as well, haven't you, Chris? I, I've been playing it a little bit, yep. Yeah. But basically, it all starts out. You spent two good. hours yes. equipping people last night. No, that was not this game. Oh, my bad. Yeah. This, no, no, we'll get to that. No, this is a good game, Anna. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, my bad. Oh, Sorry for interrupting. Oh. I spent I've spent yeah. two hours running around a town doing quests for people in Xenoblade Chronicles, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, you do that a lot, but it's awesome, and it gets better. Does it? Oh yeah. All right. So tell us about the world and the mythology. Well, it's basically you've got two giant titans in history who have, were fighting each other, that then sort of became dormant. 
and they've got everything now rivs on those titans. So you start off in the Bionis, which is sort of the living one, and you have the Mechonis on the other side, which is mechanical. Yeah, and that's all set up for you in the first movie of the game. It's kind of weird to have a world yeah. set on the body of a titan. But, no, that's the way it is. <laughs> it's builds on that. The problem is that talking about anything sort of reveals massive spoilers. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so kind of to do just in case it gets across to you guys. Well, and some people like me have imported it, so we wouldn't want to spoil them either. But uh, yeah, yeah what's <laughs> what's up with the the battle system? Because it's kind of weird. It is a bit weird. It does the auto attack thing that quite a few games are doing now, but you've got like, the eight separate skills that you can use at any point. And it's it's sort of a mixture of turn based and real time. I think. Um, not easy to describe actually. I'm sure I no, it I'm isn't. <laughs> There's so, a video here at some point. Yeah. There's a video. We insert a video into the audio podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can do, there's like status effects on the on the enemies that you need to, to worry about in, uh, putting on, right? There's, yeah, it's not vital what you do, but it does help ah. a lot, especially if things are going wrong. Because, yeah, you can, you can do, you can inflict a status effect and then inflict another status effect on top of that. I think you get early on, you start using that, I think, doesn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, very early on. Yeah, they tell you about yeah. it in the tutorial, and they're like, yeah, do this to like to weaken them, and then do this to flip them over, and I don't know what else. But Yeah, yeah. there's a few things as well, especially on, I think some of the bosses require doing that to them to beat them, but there's not too many of them, at least. Mm. Okay, and uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to ask you about that wouldn't be spoilery, but tell us more about the game than I've had a chance to experience yet. Uh, what can you tell us? I mean, is it is it uh, is it fun throughout the whole thing? Are there any down sections? Is it uh, does the story keep going at a good pace? There wasn't any down sections that I found. I mean, the story does just keep on building throughout the entire game. So it does just, it builds and builds all the way through. I mean. That's good. There's a That's few, good. yeah. There's a few scenes that are sort of foreshadowed a fair bit, so some people might be able to not be surprised by some of the plot twists. Okay. Yeah. So possibly the, yeah, possibly the only downside is some of the dodgy lip sync. <laughs> so how <laughs> yeah, how do you like the localization in general? Besides just so the lip sync is not right. Right. Aside from the lip sync localization's very good. Because I noticed in, I switched it to Japanese and it still felt. Like the lip sync was off, actually, but oh, I <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I don't know that it's good on either side. <laughs> I, I was being patriotic the entire time, so. Oh, so you stuck in English the whole time? Stuck in my British voice acting, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried it both ways, and I I felt that the English voice acting was pretty good, and uh, um, I yeah, actually I mean, found nice myself to... skipping the voice acting in Japanese because. There wasn't enough to draw me into it, whereas in the English, it was like listening to an anime or something that I could actually understand. Imagine that. Plus, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to have the actual change from the usual characters who do all the Japanese voice RPG voice acting as well. Uh huh. 
You're probably used to the same American voice actors for most of the games, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. First time I played a few of them things, but well, that sounds weird. Yeah, that's she. Um, I was just going. Sorry to interrupt, Alex, but I was actually yeah, one no. of the things I noticed when I was watching um, Zena played around at a friend's Zena played around at a friend's house. Um, just to qualify, um, uh, my housemate is thinking of picking it up, and so I'm kind of holding off at the moment. Um, but it was like, I, you know, he switched on, he switched it on, and because I'm used to either hearing Japanese voices or when I do switch the English on it, um, you know, you get the usual um, crowd. When the Xenoblade cast came on, it was like, this is really weird. <laughs> just just hearing, you know, British-voiced cutscenes and whatnot it just felt really strange because it just doesn't happen. Oh. <laughs> Getting phone calls. Let's ignore them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, it's not be like, is your sister be... calling you again? No, I don't. I don't even know the area code here, so I don't know what's up with that. They can leave a message. <laughs> well, it could be like last week when my mum called me while I was podcasting. Well, at least she didn't yeah, call me. Typed me while I was podcasting. <laughs> and you, the thing that gets me is you took the call. It's like it's my mother. Tell her to call. I'll call you back later, mom. I'll talk. I'm on the phone right now. I said. I'm on the podcast. Make it fast. Mm-hmm. And she did. She's a nice yes. mom. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I guess. Oh, they call. Yeah. Snake. Right, we're gonna pause here. Uh, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> All right, so that's Xenoblade. Five out of five. One of the few. Let's move on now. Uh, Alex, you haven't been playing anything else, have you? Uh, I've been playing Aguest Zero. Oh, wait. Say that again? Aguest Zero. Oh, ag- is that any good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Especially after Xenoblade, probably not. <laughs> okay. Anything you want to tell us about that, or just uh, should we try it or no? Um. If you want something like it, yeah, sure, but not if you want anything new. No? Okay. Great. If you just want something, okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, how, about, uh, how about John? Have you been playing anything this week? Uh, I've been playing a couple of games. Um, I have... Actually, I, uh, the reason why I was querying... Um, uh, Roy about Minecraft earlier was um, I actually bought Minecraft um, uh, you know I, I paid for a copy of it what, you know what I mean I, I funded their alpha or whatever well, way whatever. back in uh, must have been October last year and I never and I never actually ran the program once I downloaded it and stuck it on my laptop and then never played it so you figured I, maybe it's time yeah, I just, I just thought, well, I, I, I don't know. Some, I think there was something like Minecraft related that I suddenly thought of, and I thought, 
uh, why not? You know, what's the harm? And so I, you know, I, I fired it up and it all, it downloaded the, um, uh, downloaded the current update, which I guess we could probably talk about a bit between myself and Roy. But yeah, I mean, at the moment, I've only just been playing in, um, what the game calls creative mode, where you have access to every single block type and you can sort of fly around the map at will. And you're just generally given a lot of freedom to, you know, sort of just do what you like. Uh, you know, monsters don't spawn and whatnot. Um, and since I've been following the um, these podcasts and whatnot, I've kind of been trying to, I've been figuring out kind of uh, what the other game mode is like. Where the other game mode is basically what the game originally was. Um, you know, where you have a a life bar and a um, you have a food bar as well. You know, you have to eat to survive, kind of thing. And the whole about the whole thing about um, sort of building little hidey holes to um, uh, escape the stay zombies. Away. Escape the zombies. Now, one of the funny things I I remember reading or have been reading about is uh, the 1.8 update adds uh, these enemies called um, Endermen into the game. And the Endermen are uh, sort of really creepy humanoid, black humanoid uh, looking things. I'll stick a link in the chat. But um, they act like um, they act like the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who, if you're familiar with them. I am not. Um, they're basically, uh, they don't move if you look at them. Oh, they're booze. As in, yeah, they're similar to booze in that, um, well, basically what happens is, is they're, they're passive, right? You know, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're rare spawns, but they'll just spawn naturally in the landscape. If you look at one, it'll t- if you put your crosshair over it, it turns hostile. Okay. And However, it won't move as long as you keep looking at it. Ah. Um, and then basically, if you look away, it will rapidly close the distance between, it, between you know. It, it can teleport. Yeah, it can also teleport, yeah. Which basically means if you have its attention, it's quite possible it could teleport into your hidey hole and then make pretty short work of you. Mm. So, yeah. I just thought that was hilarious just because of how the mechanics worked. Um, I, haven't, I haven't had an opportunity yet to try multiplayer or the uh, survival mode because I'm just having a bit of fun just building shit. <laughs> and, just and you can see why I love it so much. Just the pure rectural building is actually really fun. Yeah, the, I mean... The survival the, mechanics are... It's but the building portion of it's the fun part. Well, I think I can see why people enjoy the survival mechanics because it is kind of like a, it's like a really surreal survival horror game in a way where you you know you're building your own kind of like fortress and the 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 the, the, the title of the update for the the latest patch update is the adventure update. There's a lot of um, there's like in the original versions there were. Uh, randomly generated like dungeon-esque um things to explore but now in it's it's a limit that they're gonna up but at the moment there are also now three randomly generated like strongholds which are like much bigger dungeons that are supposed to be like the ruins of old um uh old castles and in a future update they're planning on putting like boss type enemies and at the moment i've managed to tnt my way into a randomly generated abandoned mine shaft which is has uh if i was playing the regular game would be uh loaded to the brim 
with useful uh, minerals. However, abandoned mine shafts are nearly always infested with spiders. Like, lots of them. A lot of them. So, yeah. I'm probably going to try out the, uh, try out the uh, main game mode at some point. But, as I said, just enjoying building shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, Minecraft. And more Minecraft. Does yeah. that, that, that take over your, your week this week? Uh, well, was, uh, the other thing that I was investigating um, is uh, City of Heroes. Ah, which is that still is, alive? Yes, it is, because City of Heroes, um, and pers- from my personal opinion, I've always considered it better than Champions Online. It was, it did kind of, the, it, it was doing the superhero MMO right before, I mean, ironically, Cryptic kind of designed the base game for both, but I think they had it right the first time before NCSoft basically bought City of Heroes off them and turned it into a decent game. Um, but uh, the latest patch has just gone live, uh, issue 21, which is uh, the... Um, basically, the game's going free-to-play. You know, to match its uh, counterpart, Champions Online, which has been free-to-play for a while. Um and at the moment, it the um, the stuff is currently the the update is only up for f- for people who had a subscription before the update went live. Um, but after that time period is over, uh, the game will then be free to play, and they have a like a reward system in place for um, people who do actually spend money on stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's um. It's actually kind of weird coming back to uh, to a game that I I mean I according to the uh, stati- website statistics I've been a subscriber to City of Heroes like on and off for a combined total time period of about three years and it going back to it after this update just felt a little weird I mean for example the um, there's an entire area of the city Galaxy uh, Galaxy City that um, was basically like a, a focal point for the RP community on, on my server. And the what they did in the latest update was uh, they completely demolished the, that entire area of the city by throwing meteors at it and turned it into the new tutorial zone, meaning that people who were originally role-playing have to go and find somewhere else to do it. Uh. Now, I think what their intention is, though, is... Um, you can play um, sort of superheroes for free, but if you want things like um, the epic character archetypes, um, certain costumes, um, and certain features like the alignment switching stuff, those are the kind of things that you have to pay for. But you will be able to level from like 1 to 50 um, entirely free, apparently. So... Yeah, it might be worth a look once once the free 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 stuff actually comes out. Oh, there's so many MMOs you can play though. I was thinking more along the lines of anyone who either uh, is a previous subscriber of it or has been playing Champions Online and doesn't like what they're doing. Hmm. Well, who's still playing Champions Online if they don't like what they're doing? Well, I don't oh, because Champions has been free longer, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. know. If you want a superhero game, check out DCUO. Right? No, isn't that going free to play as well? It's is it? Uh, apparently not. I thought it was subscription. 
Yeah, I guess so. And it's not doing the big reboot that the rest of the DC universe is, so you get your classic DC stories and all that still there. Yeah? No? All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to find people to play Lord of the Rings online in time. I want to put more time into that. They got a new expansion coming out, too. As is always a problem with MMOs, all the new expansions sound interesting, but you have to spend so much time leveling. <laughs> it take forever um, to actually try it all you out. You could e- email Alicia and just ask for a high-level character. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> I have a high-level character so I can play the expansion for my own personal benefit. <laughs> I you talk be... about it on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I don't want to really abuse that stuff. So I still I I still need to get an Eve impression up actually because of that. Blech. I should do that. All I do in Eve right now is like uh, go in and level my skills. <laughs> That's like my Eve play experience. Is it just a skill optimization problem? I should actually like do some PvP at some point. I need I need Quinn to teach me how to do PvP. That's what I need. I'm not. I wouldn't be a fantastic teacher. Uh, actually, my my. I'm in one of the Quinn starting... can teach you how to politics. I'm, I'm in one of the no, starting corps. I, I, I say I can teach you how to uh, I can teach you how to write news because oh, that's pretty that's pretty much what I did in Eve Online. I wrote the that's what I did. Just I wrote news. Where did you post it? Uh, I was part of their volunteer program. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote the news. It was posted on the main site. Nice. <laughs> I don't they have their own guy that does that. That's weird. Sorry. I don't know why they don't have their they don't own person. They do don't it. need to pay someone. Someone will just do it. Right. Well, yeah. Well, think about it. the way the way the news works, though, in Eve Online is most of the stuff that we post. I mean, you know, it, developers were posting stuff that's pertinent to the actual, like you know, the actual game. You know, like and the uh, players post that, stuff about the politics going on in the game. Yeah. Whereas we post, yeah, the volunteers post the stuff about um, politics, uh, like um, and certain things to do with uh, like developing the world mm-hmm. as well, like. Okay. Role play stuff because there are role players in Eve. Hmm. Shocking as it may sound, but they do exist. Interesting. I've never seen any. I'm in a starting corp though, so I don't have much. Yeah, uh, you, you, the most of the role players you probably need to go out to find. Most of them are basically uh, they're role playing the whole Amar Minmatar slave conflict thing. Oh, cool! Another interruption. Hold on a second. And we're back. I keep getting uh, wonderful phone calls. People want my attention, and I tell them, hey, I'm doing the RPG cast right now. You are not allowed to call me at this number. And everyone on the Skype call can verify that's exactly what I said, right? Totally. Oh, totally, right? (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. (laughs) So anyway, that's what I've been doing in EVE, uh, and I should learn more in EVE. They've they've got uh, my starter corp does uh, combat days where they... uh, they go out and on roams together and try and uh, hunt pirates and stuff together. and So that'd probably be a good way to learn. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I mean, PvP and EVE is kind of, can be kind of tricky, but I, it kind of, it's a case of really you have to pick your targets. It's like, yeah, you, you've, you, you, know, you probably haven't been playing that long, right? Um, my character's really old, but as far as the actual active time played, no. Yeah. Um, 
you could probably still come kill someone who hasn't been playing the game as long as you, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably. But by, you know, picking on the uh, the guy flying, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Navy Megathron or something like that would probably be considered a bad move. Yeah, well, and then there's just realizing what people can do with certain ships. And there's that whole, I mean, I, you know, I could see a ship and not understand, well, this could be outfitted with this or it could be outfitted like this. And if it's outfitted like this, that's going to be bad for you. And well, I was going to say, there's a reason why I rushed cloaking ships. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could... Yes. Can you be cloaked while mining? That would be nice. <laughs> Probably oh, not. mining. No. Oh, mining. <laughs> yeah, that's where yeah. most of my skill points are. I got plenty in combat, but nowhere near like a PvP or probably has. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's what I have been playing. White Knight Chronicles 2. Because the first one wasn't punishment enough. Oh, no. It's my official subtitle for this. Okay, so here's how White Knight Chronicles 2 works. If you're someone who played through and completed White Knight Chronicles 1, like I have. I played it through and finished it February 2010 when it came out. I think that's the dates. Whatever. I don't remember. I don't care. I played through it. I finished it. I gave I I gave my personal review as a three out of five because it was just it wasn't bad it wasn't good it's purely mediocre. Max Storm came along and said yeah but uh, with our Skype scale that's really two and a half out of five. I said okay fine whatever. So this game opens up and does the worst job ever of trying to tell you what happened in the first game. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> if you click new game, you get more info than you do if you just click continue and load my old save file. They they assume apparently even though it's been over a year you you remember everything right. Don't you remember everything? No, I don't remember everything. I need you to tell me what happened. I don't remember anything. And there are no good plot summaries for the first game because people didn't like the first game. So this has been fun to try and figure out. I don't remember the story. They do a, they tell you the very basics. As soon as you get in the game, after the little plot summary they give you, they give you just the very basics inside the game, which I guess put them together and you're supposed to have a good idea of what's going on. I don't know what's going on. There's people, there's mech suits, there's an evil, evil guy, go kill him. That's what they tell you. And it's like, okay, fine, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All the people in your party, who they are, how you know them, <laughs> this backstory, how you have an airship, you don't know any of that. Okay, fine, whatever. So the game comes with the first game in it, so if you really want to spend a lot of time, you can play through the first game because it's in here, it's on the same disc. It's one disc, it has both games because they reuse a lot of assets. Um, the first game oh. has the upgraded combat system from the second game. Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just agreeing with you on most of these points. Yeah, and so I guess if you really want to torture yourself, you can play through both games, one disc, get the upgraded combat system, or you load your save file, gets all your items in from the first game, and um, resets all your skill points, and resets uh, all your levels to 35 for the second game. Okay. So I had to spend over an hour trying to reskill my characters and remembering what skills my characters had, how the skill system works, what skill trees I want them to have points in, because obviously I need to spend these and not leave them unspent before I go and play the game and go fight stuff. So that's, how, that's your first experience in White Knight Chronicles 2. They literally dump you in a room that has an equipment vendor and a skill reset dummy so that you can play with, uh, let's reset my skills, oh, I don't like that, I'll go reset it over here again, try it again. And and that's it. And they give you the help system, which is terrible, that kind of explains how your skills worth, but not not really. Um, it took me over an hour to figure out how to make a combo because they are, their instructions on how to find the combo creation is very unclear. 
And I remember having the same problem in White Knight Chronicles 1, and you go search for it on the internet, no one has help for you. There's a tab. It, it, combos are considered another type of skill, along with your sword skills and everything else. So in the same plane where you're assigning your skills to your bar, you just keep going to the right on the tabs there. There'll be one for t- combos at the very end, just to save you some time there. All right, so I spent over an hour assigning skills and then eventually deciding I don't care. I've, I'm picking skills, and I'm getting on with this. And there's a lot of that in White Knight Chronicles. A lot of, I don't care, let's just get on with it, um, which is always a good sign for a game. And so I go down, and I start fighting. And the first night I tried to do all the skill assignment, I actually fell asleep. I said, I can't finish this, and I'm going to bed. So the second night I did it, and it took forever. Yeah, <laughs> that explains what, the text message you sent me. No, that wasn't last night. That was the night oh, before. Okay. That was the first oh, time. My bad. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I just need to, This is. I'm done with this. And And so I had to do all the skill assignment last night. And then you go down and you fight some bosses and you're playing the game and the combat system is supposedly better than the first one and things move a lot faster. I didn't notice a darn difference. Um, so I've been playing it and, and I'm and just I it was putting me to sleep again just from the gameplay this time, and and that's where I got with it. And so we've got like over an hour of skill assignments, some boring combat. Um, there's new story. I mean, the star, they start out with story cutscenes, just like the first one. Lots of story. Uh, do you care? I don't know, because I don't remember who all these characters are. The story is much worse. Is it much worse? Game. It seems like it's it. Worse. It's worse. Well, the story wasn't awful, bad. Awful. It wasn't good. It was just... Oh, well, no, I guess yeah, it was it, bad it was, because they didn't tell it well. So it was just like, here's a generic story. Well, the generic story is continuing. And the graphics are weird. So the graphics are neither good nor bad because the environments look great. And then the character models themselves of your party members are fine. And then the ugliest horse models I've seen this generation come onto the screen. It's like, what the heck's going on there? And some of the monsters are good. And some of the stuff is not so good. The tents, it's just, it's so weird. It's just, I I don't know. I don't know. I did warn you. Say what? I did warn you. All right. I'm sorry? I did say all this stuff in my review. Oh, did you yeah. review this already? Yeah, we got it in you, apparently. Oh, when did, how did you get it already? Um, I think we had the changed publisher for the US, I think. Because oh. um, Sony published it here, I think. You had D3. Yes. In oh, the US, okay. yeah. oh, you gave it a 2 out of 5. So yeah. you're probably being generous. Um yeah, you said great soundtrack, impressive-looking locations, but the story's more nonsensical than the first. The quests are tedious, the new content's lacking, and there's lots of palette swapping on the monsters. Yep. Uh, it's just... This game is just... Uh. But I, I, I really like bitching about White Knight Chronicles, so I'll probably keep finishing it up so I can, can, so I can do that in earnest, because, you know, you've awesome. got to finish a game to, to fully complain about it, right? So. Yep. Uh, the music's okay, and uh, you, I think your review points that out as well. So that's good. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best parts. Uh, from because I, I have the I have a copy of the original, and I uh, I didn't play that much of it, but I did think the music was phenomenal. So that's that's what they should have just done is instead of making you play the game, just include the soundtrack in the box and say, you know, we're we're doing you a favor. Here's the soundtrack to both games. Just play that instead, and uh, you'll thank us later. No, no. Have you tried the online at all, Alex? Uh, I did a bit. I mean, the online's okay. 
It's, it's, like, better, it's much better than single players. I guess. I so mean, you're just, just getting together with people and running around on fields killing bosses, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Which, I mean, I could do that in Monster Hunter or something, and there's more people playing those, but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Mostly it's got a very big online community. Oh, so. does it? Okay, so I should jump into that and try it out. There's a code I have to put in to use the online features. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah, that's anti- a that's an anti-pre-owned thing. Which, I don't know how you buy such a code. Like, if you did get it pre-owned. It's on PSN. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if a limiting the online was the best strategy for this game, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, White Knight Chronicles 2, and I don't want to talk about him anymore, because I've been playing a good game this week, like a really good game this week, and I'm really sad Manny's not here, because he was going to be so proud of me. I uh, I reinstalled and started playing Oblivion. And that game is still really good. And I thought... Is that, was, that why you were asking me for Oblivion mods earlier this is, week? That is. That is. Because everyone says, I've got like all these mods you should use and all this stuff. And so I'm like, okay. So I, uh, I, I installed Oblivion, a bunch of patches, and a one leveling mod that just makes it so that I always get plus five attributes when I, when I level up a skill. Um, which is fine. And... Uh, I'm having fun with it. I've been playing through Shivering Isles, and people there are freaking crazy. And I just want to keep playing more quests and completing stuff and getting more equipment and stuff. Um, what I'm a bit sad about is it seems like there's really good equipment I could get in this expansion area I'm in, except because I'm level 5, I don't get access to any of it. So, oh well. Uh, but it's it's really cool, and I'm really having fun going through that again. I don't know if you guys need to hear that Oblivion is good, so I won't waste your time saying too much about it. But I am in the market for other mods that I should be aware about. So if you guys have recommendations for me, I'm all ears to that. Uh, and frickin' uh, Becky, she has this entire Google Doc of how to mod the heck out of Oblivion, which is a bit too much in my opinion, but uh, I, I know there's a ton out there, so... I don't know. Sounds like she's gone as crazy with that as I have with the original Dragon Age. Yeah, she has multi. This mod has. It replaces how monsters work. It has a new economy for the game. It upgrades all the graphics. It's got new character models for everything, new add ons to new character models, entire new races. It's just. It's a bit too much. I'm looking for some more fun stuff that I'm not going to worry about the stability of the game with. Because those graphic mods, I, I have to wonder if my computer. If it's going to run smooth after I put it all on there. but Or make Spark shoot out of it or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, when you mod Oblivion, you basically have to reinstall to really wipe everything out. Um, so, so, I don't know. The, the, these mods, at least. Eh. All right. So, let's see. Uh, that's that's it for me. Uh, did we talk about what you played this week, Roy? No, we didn't. All right, hit us up. I, like John, have been doing a lot in Minecraft this week, pretty much just trying out all the new stuff. And, um, well, after my save file got wiped out, which... New... That, that, that took me yeah, off Yeah, the RPG Sanctum is no more. <laughs> oh, but it will rise again. It will rise again. Well, um, the... I started thinking about what I was going to do for a new... for the new one. And a massive new idea hit me that for the original one, what I did for the roof of it was that I made a really large tower on top of the pyramid. 
and with the actual sanctum being at the top of the tower, and then I made it to where I made a smaller pyramid on the roof, come up to it with the tower coming out of the center of that pyramid. So the idea that hit me to do that was to essentially take that concept of the roof, but do it on a much larger scale. All right. And create a mini city inside that pyramid surrounding the tower. Wow. All right. So you're oh, you know, oh, uh, Roy, you know I mentioned the uh, abandoned mineshaft thing that they put in mm-hmm. in this update? Yeah, uh, I've just managed... Yeah, I've just managed to blast my way to the bottom of one using a lot of TNT blocks. Uh, and this thing goes right the way down to bedrock. Like, seriously. <laughs> this thing goes right the way down to the, the, the you know, sort of lowest Y values possible before you start encountering the stuff that kills you instantly. In fact, actually, that is the one way you. Uh, there is the one way you can die in uh, creative mode, because even though your your character is technically invulnerable, you know you can set yourself on fire and sort of semi drown yourself in lava. Uh, if you fall into the void at the bottom of the map, you do die. If you go below the bedrock. Yeah, because the 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 uh, you can um, because in creative mode because you can destroy everything with one click. Yeah, you can actually um, destroy bedrock. And you can actually it. destroy bedrock, which is what normally stops people from falling into the, the void at the bottom of the map. Yeah, that, that's what happens with Minecraft. Most people don't know it, is that prior to this update, um, if you, no matter how far down you would dig, at the very bottom of it, you'd eventually hit this layer of undestroyable rock to prevent you from going any lower. It was the Minecraft has a height limit. You can only build so high, and you can only dig so low. And um, they used to have that bedrock, but now you can destroy the bedrock, and apparently you can f- fall into an a- another below the rock. Yes, where and all that all that's down there now is basically just a pool of black that emits the same por- uh, the, the same particles that portals do. Um, and yeah, it kills you. <laughs> Somewhat unsurprisingly, it kills you pretty quick. Oh, you tried going into it. Uh, no, I haven't. I just know that it does. Um, yeah, I was going to say because the other thing they introduced in the uh, terrain generation is uh, these like massive mountainous areas. Like, um, I think the original. I I don't know, Roy. You tell me because you played the older version. From what I understand, is um, areas with massive high elevation, like mountain type places, were actually quite common across oh, all yeah. of. The- they were, and it made building something like really huge pyramid-like structures really a big pain in the ass because you had to try and clear them. Yeah, because what happens now is a lot of um, most of the biomes, the sort of various different sort of regions that are in a randomly generated world, are now mostly flat. You know, some I mean, like deserts, for example, are now just sort of mostly rolling sand dunes. Mm-hmm. As much as you can get rolling sand dunes where everything is a cube. Um, <laughs> Whereas, and now there are actually specific areas of a map which are, like, really mountainous and hilly with massive soaring cliffs and the like. And uh, the, 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 terrain, the terrain generation algorithm on those is amusing, somewhat amusingly isn't perfect. So you end up with these kind of huge cliff formations with these wildly impractical-esque, like, say, like, you've got, like, a, uh, a mountain that's effectively crescent-shaped. Yeah, you didn't sound like something like from the Grinch movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
one thing that um, you might want to check when the, there was a uh, an update from a couple hours ago to do, update it to a 1.81. I think I've got that one, yeah. Because that, that there was an interesting bug that was uh, introduced when they um, did the new terrain generation where the, if you f- flew far enough, you ever, all the world just dropped off a cliff oh, and the world just ends and there'd be a flat open plane that just extended into the uh, forever. All right, guys, I, I, I think I got to you're talking about deranged generation bugs in Minecraft. I think we got to. We, we got to stop. On. Yeah, I think we got to move on. <laughs> Dang it. I'm stuck. Uh, well, Quinn uh, has finally joined the rest of us PC nerds and got into Minecraft. Gotten into Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll have to join you sometime. Um, I'm, I'm just catching up to Oblivion, so I'm a, a few years behind. Yeah, hey, so. hey, hey, Roy, you have to see if you can run your uh, you have to see if you can run your um, Sanctum World as a uh, multiplayer server. There you go. Then we can have uh, the RP Gamer server or something. Well, is yeah. there a way to take a save file and just put it on a multi-server? Player there server? might be. I would investigate the mod community. You guys have found a way to keep talking about Minecraft. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so hey, I'm gonna tied it into something. Yeah, Roy, did you play anything else this week? Um, I played a little bit of uh, Might and Magic 2012. Okay. Might and Magic what? 2012. Do you mean uh, Magic the uh, Gathering 2012? Yeah, the Dolph of the Planeswalker. Okay, yeah, that's not Might and Magic. Or, that's Magic, Magic the Mag- Gathering. <laughs> not, not Might and Magic. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I played some of that too. Um, I unlocked it, all the uh, decks. Our, I, I paid the $8 cuz I was tired of unlocking the decks so slowly and uh, uh there's some the, fun decks uh, in there. I was oh, yeah. uh, later today I'm going to try out the new uh, expansion that just came out. Ah, okay. The, the first expansion? deck that you can get is seriously awesome. It has all sorts of classic cards in it. Oh, like cool. very cool. Oh, uh, like the torture rack. The rack. Oh mean. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> Scott is all, got all of these old legendary cards in it that are really good and synergize nicely. So I'm Ooh. almost tempted to to slap down the one dollar and just unlock. I don't it think you can unlock the new decks. <gasps> I think you have to play those. Oh well, I'll play it then. Yeah. Unless you, do you have a name for that? Yeah, I don't think they've. Yeah, I don't think you can yet. Yeah, well, either that or they just haven't released that as DLC yet. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It just came out. Uh, I I do know that we missed a story. We much forgot to mention there's an Ease 4 remake coming. Oops. going to be remade kind of like Ease 7. So apparently I know Michael Cunningham was very excited about that. I just noticed... Wait. That's weird. We have two important people on our staff with the last name of Cunningham. And they are not just related. And they're not related. Way. Wait, have you just noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, that just clicked. I, like, uh, <laughs> there, is a, there is a reason why uh, Becky calls uh, Michael... F- um, uh, sorry, there's a reason why Michael calls Becky fake wife sometimes. Fake wife? Okay. I was wondering about that. H- have you not heard Mike? <laughs> Michael tell the story 10,000 times about how the one PR guy thought Becky was his wife? No, I haven't. He's told that story like 10 million times. Oh, uh, okay. On what? Uh, I forget what Old game it was. but probably. Uh, there was some PR guy that thought Becky was his wife for posting a news story. I forget what game it was about awesome. now, but... Let your husband know. No, and, he's and, not and, husband. and they sent they they sent him a note, an, an email saying thank you, thank you for having your wife post the story. <laughs> <laughs> awkward. That is awkward. 
All right, so Ease 4 is coming to the PS Vita, and it's going to be called Ease Celceta Sea of Trees. Or maybe it'll be Calcetta. I don't know how they're going to pronounce those Cs. But there you go. And I think, finally, Anna, is there anything to hit us with for what you played? Um, well, we've already discussed Planeswalkers, so I guess the only thing I have left is Overclocked. Hey, there you go. People care about that. Yeah. We don't have a review so, up, do we? No, Strawberry just finished it today, and she's writing the review for it, because okay. Mac fell behind, because he does 80 bazillion things. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he did the review for the original, too, so... Um, I'm now past where I got to in the DS game. So I'm closing out the third day. Um, I'm grinding a lot. No, no, no. Tell us about the game and what's new. I don't know because... Nothing's new yet? You're on the third day and nothing's new yet? I am just past where I played the original one. And the thing that's changed... But they haven't changed changed anything? The thing that changed about Overclock is the eighth day. That's it? There's, uh, there's, there's a laundry list, but of, I don't... Yeah, there's... there's uprising of the sprites and voice acting. But. Oh, that's pretty... Yeah, there's voice acting. Oh, that's um, new. All right. Some of the personas or some of the demons have been rebalanced a little. Um, like, I swore I got Nekomata much earlier than I did this time. Um, there is some 3D. It's very minimal. It's there for effect in very specific scenes. So 90% of the game is not 3D. Um, beyond that, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it because, again, I didn't get very far when I played it originally. So. Okay. And I have found a very scary demon who made a contract with the world. Except for one thing. Okay. And now I am trying to find the one thing that he did not make a contract with, because only that one thing can kick his butt. I see. But I actually, I like the story in general, because the idea is is that um, you get a mail every morning that tells you when and how people are going to die. And um, it's up to you to decide if you're going to change that fate. And, I mean, obviously, in some cases, you're forced to change that fate because it's you that dies. So, pretty fun so far. So, you just let everybody die and be really lazy not play the game? No. No, because that would be game over. Oh, okay. Some of the levels are really challenging because it's things like save the civilians and block the the exit points and kill all the demons. Mm -hmm. So, you have you know, five demons, three of them are chasing after the the humans and nobody can die. And then two are just racing for the exit points. So you have to be able to organize well who's gonna hit what monster where. Ah, okay. So yeah, pretty fun so far. Uh like I said I, I should finish up day three today and uh move on to day four later this week. Awesome. All right, and I think that brings us to a close. Thank you for being with us today on our TGS wrap-up um, slash, um, I don't know, Xenoblade review slash um, Alundra review slash whatever. Uh, oh, that's right. It's Nino Kuni Day. That's what we're going to call this. It's Nino Kuni Day. 
Yay, Nino Kuni Day. Uh, send us feedback, podcast at rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098. And watch for us next week when we've got new games like the following coming out. Dragon Quest Monsters, Joker 2, Harvest Moon, The Tale of Two Towns, and Persona 2, Innocent Sin. Hopefully somebody on here will be have played some of them. We'll I'm getting Innocent Sin. All right. If so it's not already out. I'm getting it too, but I won't have time to play it. Uh, Harvest Moon, The Tale of Two Towns. Anna, are you picking that up? Um, it's going to be mailed to me. Yeah, I hope so. I don't need to buy it. Well, I don't know. You're not reviewing it, so... Um, huh. Yeah, but I work for Natsume. I know. I don't know what their their schedule is for sending out free stuff to their employees. No um, one's into monsters, though, I huh? I need it for, to post stuff on Facebook and Twitter. Sure. Uh, what about monsters? I played the first one. Didn't really like it all that much. And maybe I'll stick to Oblivion. All right. Well, that's it for this week. And until then, avoid White Knight Chronicles 2 and have a good day. All right. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, uh, hopefully next week I should be able to talk about uh, Tales of Zillia. Mm. It arrives on Monday. I am waiting eagerly. No, I'm glad you interrupted me because it made me remind, remember something really important. Extra Life! Oh. we got to plug Extra Life for the week. Hey, Extra oh, Life's yes. going on. Dude, Extra Life! Um, we've got all the details up about our contest now. Uh, we're partnering up with PlayStation Nation, Gamers Only Older, and at Retroids.com. We're going to do a big old contest. Go click the big button that's on our homepage. Noodle made a nice button image for it. Thank you, Noodle. Well, and then through there, you can click the big image and get to the contest page on their life, on their site. And you can see cool things like uh, what their prize list is, like God of War 3's Collector's Edition. Um, we've got some stuff going in there, like this cool figure from Tales of Fantasia. And so the, the drawing will be big and huge and awesome. We got just so many things and the more you donate to either team the more you get to you get uh and more tickets you get in the drawing so for ten dollars you get a ticket for twenty four dollars you get four tickets and so forth the skills up from there so two hundred dollars or more you get a hundred tickets into the drawing so go do that and check it out and win and you, we will also be streaming live with them on uh on october 15th we're gonna have i think at least three streams we're gonna have the main stream with the playstation nation i'll be on that stream We'll have lots of people, big chat room. Sign up for an account on twitch.tv so you can chat in that chat room. We're going to also have, I think, Roy's doing a stream and John's doing a stream, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, that's generally the idea. So John, I believe, will be on the RP Gamer Justin the stream. Roy will be on a stream. I don't know which one. Or actually, John will be on livestream.com. And Roy may be on the RP Gamer Justin stream. I'll be on livestream.com well, we, we, as well. Oh, okay. We're going to be... We'll be organizing closer to the event. I all right, we'll be figuring all that out. But there's going to be streams that you can follow, and the IRC chat room will be going. The PlayStation Nation uh, chat channel on Justin TV or Twitch.tv will be going, and lots of stuff for you to do. Go donate now, and then come watch us play and cheer us on. Uh, your support makes us work, and of course, your support is leading to kids getting healthier. So please donate. Please, please, please donate. You can uh, find all the information on our big button. Go to rpgamer.com. Click the big extra like button on the right hand of the page. Get all the info there. Please donate now. Get entered for prizes. And uh, please help kids out. And with that, I'm going to close out. And we're going to see you next week. And until uh, then, goodbye, everybody. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you play video?
video games? Do you play a lot of video games? Turn your passion for digital entertainment into life-saving support for kids at the Children's Miracle Network Hospital right here in our area. The fourth annual Extra Life Video Game Marathon is coming up on October 15, 2011. Now it's time for gamers to make a difference. Extra Life is just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except you never have to leave the comfort of your own living room. Just sign up online at extra-life.org to register. Then get friends and family members to sponsor you for about a dollar an hour. On October 15th at 8 a.m., you play any games you want on any system you want for 24 hours or as long as you can. What's important is that you turn your Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Wii, or even your phone into urgently needed support for local kids. Find out more and sign up to play online at extra-life.org. That's extra-life.org. Play games. Heal kids. Extra Life. This message is made possible by Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in this podcast.